How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 5.01 here in the Bayou City. Second hour already. Let's run up to Lake Houston and let's uh, strike up conversation with Mr. John Littleton this morning. John, tell me some bash stories. Oh, man, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> ah, that's good. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, Millions of them. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I was kind of sitting here holding my hand when you were talking to Brian because those <laughs> bass will get you also with them treble hooks. And yes, that's they will. Voice of experience telling you that. <laughs> you know, uh, my brother and I were fishing a tournament up on Lake Belton, and we were catching, I mean, it was almost like every cast. They were up schooling. And like Brian was saying, you kind of get used to it. We were weeding through them to get mm -hmm. us a, a limit. There were some good fish in there. And uh, I had caught one, I don't know, it was 12, 13 inches long on a little old topwater bait. Of course, with treble hooks in it. And uh, I just grabbed it around the body like I do a million times. And he got me right in the middle of the palm of my hand. Uh-oh. And... Yeah, it was, and it's, you know, like Brian Well, that's saying, a bad place there. right in the middle of your palm like that. Boy, that's, yeah. man, that's sensitive. Yeah, and uh, I was like Brian, you know, and I told my brother, <laughs> I said, man, just keep fishing, keep fishing, you know, and, and uh, 
he did help me get the fish off, uh, you know, so got the fish off, and uh, I got out the needle nose, and I just kind of just wiggled it around and popped it. I, I looked at my hand a minute ago. I still got a little scar there in the middle of my hand. I took a little chunk of meat out with it. Mm. So my brother said I turned white as a sheet. <laughs> and uh, I, I felt like I was going to pass out. <laughs> yeah, now we know it, how it, fish feel when we bury a hook in them. Yeah, I, that's true. I mean, you know, it it hurt. But I, you know, ever, and that's been years ago. But I'll tell you, if I can't get my thumb in their mouth, I'm going to reach for the needle nose a bunch whenever I got a treble hook or a crank with a crankbait or topwater, you know, now worm right. hooks and stuff, I usually just, you know, go ahead and grab them like, a, you know, around the back there and, sure, you know, and uh, and get the hook out. But uh, you've got to watch them treble hooks. They will get you even on a, you know, even on a black bass, you know. So, But, uh, but no, fishing's been good, Mickey. I mean, you know, we... Uh, we had that tournament last Sunday, and we only had seven guys show up to fish, but a lot of our guys was fishing that Brandon Belt tournament. Mm. And, uh, you know, i got to get a, a shout-out to those guys because one of the teams finished eighth, and the right. other te- another team finished 12th. Uh, so, you know, those that was four of our guys right there that did, you know, they got good checks out of that tournament. So and one of them had an eight twenty for like third place biggest fish overall. So uh, you know, I mean, it, they did real well uh, up there. And uh, a guy that makes you know a lot of my custom baits for me out of Louisiana, his son finished. They finished fifth, and they had never been to Lake Conroe before. Never. And they had GPS how to get to Lake Conroe. And it's just, you know, of course they had they had some information, and you know they they go to that area and uh, they whacked them, and ended up awesome. fifth place. So they they did good, but you know we we fished that tournament here, and you know we had that full moon, weather was good, uh, and every all seven boats had a limit. We had. First place was twenty sixty five. Second place was twenty twenty five. Wow! And, and that that you know that's two bags over twenty pounds for like yeah, that's in close too. Yeah, and I mean, and then it went down. We had three bags uh, over fifteen pounds. They were between fifteen and sixteen. Then we had a thirteen pound bag and a twelve pound bag. Yeah, that's not so, bad. You know, especially no, for Lake I mean, Houston, that's that's really good. Yeah, I probably caught. I know I caught nine keepers, uh, and called you know several times. I didn't have one of the twenty pound bags, but right. uh, you know it it was it was just a good tournament. You know, we had everybody caught fish. You know, it it was just really good. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't a lot of money because it wasn't a lot of people fished. You yeah, know? no and, players, no donators. Yeah, those guys come in with 20-plus pounds, and, you know, <laughs> they get 
small checks. Pocket change, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but you know it. Uh, you know it was all good. Like I said, the fishing's been real good. Um, I have not been out. I've been stuck over in Louisiana this week. I'm back here now, but uh, I'll uh, I'll try to venture out there. I don't. I'm not going to be able to go today, but I'll try to venture out there tomorrow and uh, you know see. If, I know they're they they got to be up all over those trees, and that's where I caught most of my fish was on cypress trees, and a lot Hardwood, of the fish I yeah. caught were yeah were good male you know bass but i had two good females you know in there so there's right. there's some good good fish you know moving in and and it's just plastics mickey i mean you know if you can get to some of the trees that you can throw past them with a spinner bait or i throw a little frog because it doesn't get hung up as much because there is a lot of hang-ups yeah. you know so I try to get on those trees and, you know, to where I can throw a frog past them and just work it real slow up to the base of that tree, you know, around the sides. And uh, I got to where, you know, you you can flip that frog, pitch it like you would a jig or a worm, mm-hmm. and uh, be a little bit more precise with it, and they will just explode on it, on them trees. And that's... I missed the first two because I was, I mean, you know how excited you get when you get a blow up like that. Right. And uh, the first two I missed because, you know, it was just as soon as they blew up, I I jerked. And uh, that's not, that's the wrong way to fish a frog. And I know that, you know, it's just reaction. Right. But uh, settle down a little bit and you throw that frog up there and twitch it and let them, let them get it in their mouth and start swimming with it and pull on it, and then you set the hook. But, uh, and and one of the ones that I missed, uh, I went back to that tree later and flipped a little old jig over there and caught it. Well, and it wasn't that big, but I would have swore that was a five-pounder, you know, when it blew up. They always are when it. you miss them. <laughs> <laughs> don't see them. <laughs> They're always yeah, five pounders. <laughs> yeah. Now you know it might have not been that fish, but I think it was. You know. And then when I went over there right. and flipped that little old jig over there, and, <laughs> and it started swimming off, I set the hook and and it was like two and a half. <laughs> so yeah, it it wasn't that great, but uh, you know that the bass fishing's doing good right now and and we're normally you know most all of us are fishing way up north you know that water is 65 it it might have dropped a little bit with these cooler mornings cooler nights we've been having yeah we've uh, got a little bit of a drop here on the coast but it's not not enough to hurt anything it'll come right back we're gonna warm back up this weekend so here we go good we're good yeah yeah it will and it looked like we got a little rain coming in next week but yeah monday i think's the biggest chance yeah yeah but um you know it it looks all good and you know i mean they're they're there um you know i had a couple reports of and i talked to a couple guys when i was out there fishing sunday that um you know crappie fishermen and they're catching they're they're starting to catch a few in the bayou yeah. and uh well that's the only place that i talked to a couple of guys because 
you know, and, and just general information, if you're out there fishing and those guys are in the bayou, um, you know, you got to stop and idle by those guys. You can't run by yeah, them. Yeah, don't throw a wake uh, all over them. Just idle by. Yeah. Don't plow, yeah. idle. Plowing's worse than running well, on a plane. I, I, that's what I was fixing to say. When I say idle, that means, like, don't be sitting there with the bow of your boat five feet in the air, plowing yeah. through it, you know. Just you know, give them down, a break. idle by, be nice. Yeah, yeah, we, you know. Um, actually, I I think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that is a uh, law out there. If you run by them, uh, you can get a ticket for that. So, You're responsible uh, for your you know, wake. Yep, yep. I think it's like 50 feet or something, you know, but still, you know, that bayou is not that wide. No, uh, it's not. A lot of those edges on that bayou, they're stumps. So, you know, you're you're in your best interest all in all. Just stop and slow down and, you know, barely, barely creep by them. And I try to fish the bayou real early if I'm fishing it because... It will load up with crappie fishermen, and, you know, it makes it hard. You know, if, if as far up as I'm running, heck, it'll take me an hour, seriously, to get back to the main lake because of all the crappie fishermen. Right. You know, by the time you got to stop and idle, stop and idle, you know. So it it's it's a little tricky. But uh, all in all, everything's good. The white bass are starting to bite. Uh, I hadn't heard any good reports on catfish this week. So, uh, you know, and the guys don't call me and tell me what's going on on the catfish. They're either really biting real good and they don't want to tell me or they're not biting. So, you know, uh, I get a phone call every once in a while and going, hey, you're, you're talking about them on the radio, you know, and now I got 40 <laughs> boats out here. <laughs> but, uh. I go, well, I, you know, I try to give out good, honest information, you know. Right. So, you know, we got to, you know, we're, we're not, you know, I, I can't help it. I, you know, I want people to go out there and experience Lake Houston. Yeah, right we, here in I don't backyard. require that out of everybody burning to the ground reports. Just, you know, patterns, you know, how deep a water. Right. What you're throwing, water clarity, temperature, all that. That's, that's part of it. All right, yeah, buddy. Well, well I got to like, run, John. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, that flew by real quick. Yeah, it really did. That was a good conversation. Throw out a number. Somebody wants to call you, John. Sure, they can call me on my cell, 281-222-8544. All right, Give me a call. John, good luck. Catch them up. All right, man. Go get them. All right, man. Later. All right, that's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. Easy to find, located right in downtown Belleville. Short drive from Sealy, off I-10 or Hempstead, off 290. And check out all their great pricing and and uh, check out their smoked sausage samples at their meat market. They have that available daily in their store. You can try it before you buy it. And a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out their ground beef special. Three fifty nine a pound if you buy it in a ten pound bulk pack, eighty five fifteen blend, and you can gear up for the livestock show and rodeo. Uh, cookout's pretty much over, but uh, they still have USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, 
and their great smoked sausage. You can order a quarter calf or a half calf and uh, have it custom processed the way you like. And wild game processing, they're still making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs. They're really good. Nothing like it. And uh, you can bring something home from your hunt. The whole family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. It's 519 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Texas City now and check in with Mr. Dave Fremont. Texas City Dave. Dave, how are you this morning, buddy? I'm doing just fine, Mickey. Top of the morning to you. Same to you, my friend. It's a nice morning well, down here on on the Texas City Dyke. It's uh, a little breezy. But the temperature is 55 degrees, just about what our speed limit used to be before they raised it to about 100 and, 120 <laughs> yeah, or whatever. What speed limit? <laughs> Especially if you're on yeah. the Beltway, what speed, speed limit? <laughs> speed limit, speed limits, no limit. Yes. But anyway, uh, pretty good, pretty good morning uh, shaping up. I just completed my run all the way out to the end of the dike and. Uh, well, they had a couple of guys out there fishing and a few people setting up, and that didn't surprise me because the, the I believe the drum run, uh, the big old black drum run, has began. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yesterday and day before, uh, uh, a fishing buddy, uh, Doyle Williams, he he messaged me and sh- uh, shot me a picture of one that he caught day before yesterday, and uh, and then yesterday uh, after that front come on through. Uh, he caught a couple of handfuls of them off the off the rocks over there on the Texas City Channel side. So uh, mm-hmm. he sent me a, another handful of pictures uh, of that. So looks like it's on. Uh, the deal now is just being able to find some. If crab is your bait of choice, uh, it's been they've been slim pickings. You know, it takes a while sometimes after that crab moratorium for all the crabbers to get right. all their traps back out in the water and. And uh, so that's what's happening now. I think uh, we haven't had any. We uh, When we get them in, we process them, and, and the big ones go out wholesale, and then we'll have the twos and the threes for the store. But there just hadn't been enough to go around. Uh, and I don't think we have any this morning either. But uh, some of the some of the other places are in the area will have them. And uh, I know the uh, markets up in Houston, well, and the fiestas usually carry them, so people want to fish with crab for those. And it's a good bait. That's probably the that's probably the most popular bait for uh, for those drum. But they will definitely eat a big old shrimp, just like I will. They they'll eat them. You just have to. Yeah. Well, with, with the water temperature warming up, you might you might get nitpicked a little bit by some other fish. But if you put a put a good solid shrimp on there, you'll you can. I've caught a lot of drum off off. Yeah, uh, put off some the U10s on there. <laughs> you know, you, it's funny, but absolutely, they uh, <laughs> they get the job done. The the, uh, the picky drum will eat the big big U10s and the nine twelves, but uh, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, you were talking about put a tilapia on it. Give give them a big old chunk of tilapia. Yeah, put some cut tilapia on there. Well, it, <laughs> that meat's kind of mealy. It might fall off too easy. Not hard enough. Maybe you have to wrap a piece of bacon I'm around terrible. it before I you put it. Be that way. I know people that you know they like tilapia, but I, I just don't care for them. I'm just not I a bought, tilapia guy. I bought some. Uh, this has probably been. Uh, time goes by so quick now five years ago or so i i bought some uh in fact i ain't gonna tell you where i got it but i i took it home and 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 fried it up and i'm gonna tell you every bite of it tasted like that bloodline that was running down the center of it i mean it was right. it was just it was not good and so i haven't I haven't dined on them anymore since then. Uh, well, I, like, I think it's a head thing for me because I saw a video one time of how China grows their tilapia and all these sewage pits and everything over there. I'm going, nah, man, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'll, it's like I'll, I'll, I'll go like, for hardhead before I will tra- tilapia. <laughs> it's like you said a, a while ago. There's too many other fish in the in the bay and there in the is. lake to eat. Plenty of species. And, uh, <laughs> there is a lot. And uh, I've eaten a, a bunch of them. There's a few I haven't. Man, I, I'm still uh, cringing from uh, from the ladyfish story and the, and the treble hook yeah. in the hand. You know, everyone that's fished long enough is, has a story uh, about a hook in the thumb or the hand or the back of the head or in somebody else's head. Everybody's got at least one story about it. I've got one. My worst one was in the thumb, and I buried that dude up into the nail uh, when I was when I was coming in from kayak fishing. I I reached up to grab a mirror lure that I had just laid loose up on top of the yak, and I was putting it on my little old trailer. I just reached up there to get it. It hung on a corner, and whammo! Next thing uh, I know. Uh, and I couldn't get it out. I tried I tried like mad, and before it was over, all I did was stretch my thumb out about another three inches trying to get that <laughs> hook out. <laughs> but it, I'm not kidding. I finally had to go to the emergency room. I called a buddy of mine, a veterinarian buddy of mine, and I lived right down the road, and I said, uh, I said, Bruce, I said, I need you. He said, what for? And I said, I need you to get a, a hook out of my thumb. And he said, man, I can't do that. I'll throw up. I said, man, you operate on dogs and cats and monkeys. I said, yeah. you can you can operate on this ape. You can get that hook. He said, man, I can't do it. He said, I can do any animal except for a human. He said, I can't do it. So I don't know whether he – I think he just didn't want to do a job for free because I wasn't going to pay him, of course. <laughs> but it was – uh. I went down to the emergency room, and they had no problem whatsoever uh, pulling that thing out and uh, give me a little deadening shot, and away we went. But, yeah, man, I felt sorry for him when he was telling that story a while ago. That was rough, man. Them ladyfish are nothing but hyper. and they'll, I bet that thing was spinning all over his poor thumb. Mm. Yeah, mm. and and wade fishing and a Spanish mackerel jumps on you and eats you up with treble hooks hanging all off of it. That's, boy, that's terrible too. And th- those are some psycho fish just like in darn lady fish are, you know, they are, man. They are. I'm, I've, I've, uh, I've made the mistake of letting a, a couple of them get away from me when I was trying to get the hook out and they come by and slice me up real good. Uh, uh seemed like they know just how to do it. 
But uh, anyway, the casualties are fishing, but it all comes out good at the end uh, most of the time. And you just have to be careful and by all means watch out for them hooks. Well, anybody that's uh, fished enough has hooked themselves, you know. That's just part of the game. Yeah, and, it'll uh, do it. There's That's two kinds of fishermen, those that have been hooked and the ones that are going to get hooked. <laughs> that's pretty much the story, Mickey. Yes, sir. But it's... Uh, it's it's going to be good today. I think uh, we'll we'll have some people pile up out here, and then of course over the weekend because as the as the uh, the drum run uh, kicks off, uh, a lot of people just like to cruise the dike and watch people hook up with them and just sit out there and wrestle them drum and bring them in, and uh, it's a it's a memorable experience for someone that's never caught one before. But uh, of course, if you're not trying to catch them, they can be a, a pest. Uh, if you're out there trying to, like like I know you've done in your in your guide business, you're out there getting customers going. Ain't nothing worse than getting hooked on a bunch of big uglies and having to get those things off the off the line and everything. But yeah, because we we'll catch them on lures, you know that happens. Oh yeah, especially if you throw a big old three quarter ounce gold spoon, them drum will jump all over a gold spoon. That'll sure enough. Up. Sure enough. As far as on the bait front, uh, uh, we've got some live shrimp. I was looking at the neighbors across the street, and I, I can't see their flag going yet. But I, we've got uh, some live shrimp there at Boyd's and uh, some finger mullet as well and a whole bunch of dead stuff. And over on the over on the crawfish front, uh, looks like we're going to have uh, crawfish again today, uh, both cooked and live and looks like we're going to have it at both locations we'll have them over at santa fe again today and a lot of folks are happy about that we'll kick them off about 3 p.m and run till 7 and then we'll have a um, have the grill cooking them up today from 11 until uh, eight o'clock they usually they usually start slowing down about seven they won't put another batch on if things slow down so if you want some at the grill you want to get their uh Probably no later than about seven, seven thirty, or something like that. Plenty of table right. shrimp, Mickey. Plenty of table shrimp for us shrimp eaters, and uh, yes, sir. Got everything looking pretty good for the for the weekend, I believe. I saw Jason the other day he had a big old crawfish in the palm of his hand. That was a giant. It was. That was a half pound crawfish. Yeah, that's, that was your baby lobster right there. That was like a probably that day. I was probably a five a five dollar crawfish. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, the I prices. mean, uh, eight to ten dollar eight to ten dollars a pound back then. It's cheaper now. When I say cheap, you can't use that word right now for in, in crawfish business. More affordable uh, sounds better. They're yeah, more affordable it, now. Not 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 quite as outrageously as expensive as they as they have right. been. But uh, price is coming down. Last night. Um, had a pretty good haul come in yesterday was a was a big delivery and uh so they were working all the way up till the time that i i went into the warehouse a while ago and uh we're uh i think taking some reservations for sunday i think we had to halt, halt them for saturday already but uh it looks like we're going to have some crawfish over the weekend and uh, like i say the the price is dropping and if things hold up who knows how it's going to end up this year? It, they may peel right on down to uh, to a reasonable price, but uh, 
I think people are past What's the stage. What's it going of rate it. right now by the sack? If you buy, come to boys to buy them by the sack, how much are they a pound? Right now, this morning, uh, $6.33 a pound. Well, that's that's more affordable than a month ago. <laughs> if you say it real fast, it still sounds uh, terrible. Yeah. But it but they were 10 they were uh, they were ten dollars, and still, uh, still, it's not unusual to see them around seven dollars uh, a pound. It's not unusual. I was I was pro- I was uh, matching our prices with uh, some of the areas in Louisiana, and for the uh, for the cook and the live, uh, we're right there. So when you figure the transportation and fuel and labor cost to get them here right. to be able to be able to compare with the Louisiana prices ain't too bad but it's uh it's been a tough year and all I can say is for the folks that say nope I ain't gonna get them we say well God bless you and I hope we'll see you later on when the price drops because Come we totally understand shrimp. did you ever think you'd yeah. live to see the shrimp was cheaper than crawfish nah no nah, I figured I remember back I, in the day when crawfish went to a dollar a pound we were whining and crying about that you know because yeah. we'd been used to doing them for years for you know 35 cents a pound 40 50 but boy when they went yeah. to a dollar everybody goes oh man that's terrible well that'd now, be nice right now wouldn't it <laughs> now, well now if you rent them down to two dollars a pound people would think something was wrong with them uh yeah they're just now it's just it's just a mess but we'll get we'll get through it this ain't nothing we'll well, we'll get through it Everything in our line of work is weather-related, man. I mean, well, yeah. you know, the drought causing this on the crawfish deal or floods ruining the fishing, you just, hey, you're at the mercy of Mother Nature. That's that's right. It's the, it's the uh, livelihood and bread and butter of an awful lot of folks from uh, Louisiana to here and and, yes. and outward. And so uh, we feel for them, and it's just uh, – it goes with the territory. There's a many a shrimper that uh, went through some lean years and still do. And, and uh, still with, are, with yeah. the with the uh, lifting the tariffs on the on foreign entities, it's just made the shrimping business measurable for for the folks that try to make a living here. So it's just uh, yeah. it's always a battle. It's always a battle. Nothing better than wild caught bay and gulf shrimp on the Texas coast. Nothing better. A hundred percent agree, Mickey. <clears throat> Even for fishing with, you know, that uh, hammer was mentioned earlier this morning. The shrimp he's been getting over at Freeport are just perfect for bait, you know, live bait yeah. fishing. Perfect size. Uh, the, one, the ones that we've been getting are are real nice as well, and it's amazing how up and down the bay the size will change. You'll get into some pockets and right. I'll I'll brag about one size and then I'll look in the bait <laughs> tank the next day and they're totally different. People say, "Man, you be, you got to quit that line," you know. But it's just uh, well, that's when, just part of the you know the way the catch is. I mean, it, uh, it not every shrimp in the water out there is the exact same size. You got young ones can, and mature ones the, and old ones, and they just you get a mix. That's just the way it yeah, works. The shrimp in this. Uh, Texas City Channel and the uh, Galveston Channel right here in this area can be like night and day to the ones uh-huh. up by the Houston, Houston Yacht Club up that way. We're right we'll, up uh, my way, we'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be totally different. Sometimes they're the same, but it, you just never know till you get them. So you get them, you put them in the tank, and you tell folks right then that's what they look like right now. 
And, exactly. Uh, they can change with the next grill. But that's it, Mickey. That's it for Friday on the Texas City Dyke. All right, yeah. buddy. Well, hey, throw them out some number and info, how they can get a hold of, in touch with Boyd's, reserve them well, some crawfish, or come down and buy well, some good old wild-caught bay shrimp and gulf shrimp. Yes, sir. Um, Boyd's is located at 227 Dyke Road in Texas City, right at the base of the dike. And it looks like they're setting a trailer up to where they're going to start charging folks to come out to this five-mile slice of heaven. Well, they do that starting, I think, around March 1st, and they'll run it on in until the end of the summer, I guess. But it's $10, and you can't spend $10 a a better way than to come out here and ride this stretch and sit out there and take the kids. You can that's that's for a whole carload of folks. You can pack as many people as you can possibly get in a vehicle and throw ten dollars at them, and there you go. Get on uh, with it. Yeah. Anyway, we're on the dike. Uh, come on down and see the folks at Boyd's are chomping at the bit to see you. And four zero nine nine four five. 4001 if you select five you punch five on your phone it'll take you to the reservations you can also call uh you can call jenny uh they'll have a uh, deal on the menu on the on the phone recording when you call the 4001 number and you can talk to her in person if you want to after nine o'clock i guess uh to, to call in a reservation for sunday saturdays is already closed uh all about the catch and uh, so you have to play a guessing game you we'll put out an ad about it and then a couple hours later we have to pull it but we try our best that's all you can do but mickey thank you buddy good to talk to you once hey again. it's likewise you have a good day and a good weekend Dad. we'll talk to you next week be careful bro thank you now bye-bye all right later all right it's time for a break you're listening to the outdoor show we'll be right back Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Can't believe it's already the final segment this morning. It's just, man, it's flying by quick. All right, it's 541 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down Galveston Way and let's check in with Captain Steve Hillman this morning. Hillman, what's up? Good morning. Time flies when you're having fun, huh? Yeah, it does. Are you Hillman or Hellman today? (laughs) I don't know. Depends on who you are, I guess. Hell on wheels. (laughs) <laughs> are you a pack leader back. i'm back for good yeah man that's a good song yeah i don't know about a pack leader or anything but you're not an alpha no dog. Uh, pack leader. I'm, i don't know i don't know what i am i'm just a dog <laughs> fishing dog man shoot not much lately well not much salt water anyway well you've been you've been on some fishing vacations brother that's uh, i have and it's time I mean, to be down done in the tropics it. catching, you know, sailfish and big dolphin and all that, trying to get a marlin, and then went up and really reformed yourself and uh, got into <laughs> some of that Gucci fishing, some of that uh, trout stream fishing, fly rod. Man, I didn't know you had it in you, son. Nah, I didn't either. But I'm now done you're for a back while. Back to reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it was fun. I got back day before yesterday. But yeah, the last two three weeks been a pretty pretty cool ride, man. 
well, Costa Rica you deserve it. seven or eight days. All year. <clears throat> came home for three days, ran a couple of trips, and then went to Arkansas. Got back day before yesterday. I haven't fly fished in 25, 26 years. It took me a minute to get the hang of it, but uh, we had kind of a tough bite up there. We fished the White River and the Norfolk River, and mm. uh, everything up there is based on the flow coming out of those dams. And there's a lot of similarities, really, between what right. they're doing up there, what we do down here. And, and they're telling me the two guides we had, there's, there was uh, four in our group. It was me and Frank and Rusty and Kent. And, and uh, we put two boats, fishing out of the boat for the most part. Mm-hmm. Put two people per boat. And, um, and the guides were telling us that, you know, they caught bigger fish and more fish the week before we got there. And uh, it makes all the sense in the world because that was leading up to the full moon. Right. And, Backside of the know, moons when you went. That's it. And it affects us the same way, you know. Sure. And, and, uh, and what were y'all then, fishing for? Rainbows and brookies or what? <laughs> Rainbows and browns. And, and this browns. is the trophy. Yeah, this is a trophy time of year up there. We didn't catch anything big. We didn't have a fish over two pounds. Especially me, man. I, I was like, I Sounds brought like that. Sounds like Galveston Bay, man. Pencil fest. <laughs> no, no, I brought, I brought the, the, I brought the Dink Patrol with me, man. We, uh, <laughs> I was on a, I was on a pencil mission. I mean, I caught all the small fish. I didn't have a rainbow trout over like 15, 16 inches, but uh, Kent caught a pretty cool. Uh, he caught a tiger trout, which is kind of rare. It's cross between a uh, brown trout and a brook trout. <clears throat> but uh, now we, uh. We fished hard. We, we left Sunday morning, uh, <clears throat> left here about 5 o'clock, and we were fishing in Arkansas by 2.30. We were on the river by 2.30 that afternoon. Nice. We fished almost dark, and uh, it was a good little half-day deal to just kind of get reacquainted with all that stuff. Caught a few fish, then caught eight or nine per boat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, the next morning, we were going to fish the White River again, and there was no water in the river. They they closed the dam and, and it was about a, an eight or nine foot swing. It was incredible. So we drove forty five minutes to the Norfolk River and and uh, and they're they've got this thing they look at on online that tells you when the flow when they're going to open the dams and and kind of like us looking at the tide chart, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, but we start out throwing these streamers, which are a bigger bait. Didn't catch much on those. And, bite was real off so the guys downsized these little uh midge flies little bitty things like a little nymph fly and uh, we started stroking them pretty good but it was funny kent was in my boat one day we kind of swapped each day you know and right and kent the old man the old man was in my boat and uh he's been going up there for years he's a pretty good fly fisherman well we had a lot of wind man that second day uh monday and tuesday a lot of wind and we're throwing streamers and, (laughs) and I'm on the back of the boat. Kent's on the front guides in the middle. They use oars, you know, moving you around in the current. A little float float trip. Yeah. Uh huh. And, uh, Kent and our guide was Taylor that day. And, and, and Kent goes, uh, he says, Taylor, uh, man, I need a little help up here. I got a little problem. Now look over at Kent. He's got a big white streamer stuck in the side of his face, like right in front of his ear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. When he was cast and the wind got or something. Oh, no, no, no. I know what it was. He was, he was casting. He, he said he pulled it away from a tree limb. We're up against the bank and, 
and it came right back and just shot right in the side of his face. Oh, and at this Lord. point, we're, we were using barbed hooks. You know, a lot of times you don't use barbed hooks, but and uh, Taylor's like, man, man, Hillman, uh, <laughs> you want to help me with this? And, and uh, I said, yeah, yeah, let's just pull it through. Let's just pull it through, cut the barb off. I said, I've seen this a bunch, you know. It's happened on my boat quite a bit through the years. And, and uh, he said, man, you ever try that, that string trick where you get a line and put it on the shank of the hook? And we're, we're sitting here talking about this while Kent's got this hook in his face. And, and uh, I said, man, I've seen, I've seen YouTube videos, but I've never really tried it. Yeah, and Taylor's put like, that old man in shock, man. Yeah, and, and Taylor's like, Taylor said, man, do you want to try it on Kent? And Kent's eyes <laughs> getting his pick around his silver dollars. He's like, man, you guys need to figure it out. I got this hook in the side of my face. And uh, and then Taylor put the line on there. I said, man, I don't think it goes like that. <laughs> and he was getting ready to jerk real fast. I said, you're going to rip this guy's face off. So uh, I ended up I ended up pushing it through. And yeah. uh I pushed it all the way through, and then I said, you got some side cutters or, or you know, needle nose yeah, some or something. cutting dikes or something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cut this barb off, and the only thing he had was a little pair of hemostats, man. And, oh, and uh, So I just took the tip of those and uh, grinded, the, like sanded the freaking barb off and pulled it back through and didn't didn't bring much meat with it but but <laughs> much, uh yeah brought a little but not a lot <laughs> oh, but Lord. that was that was a that was a trip man well that's you need in the first reader edition right there jeez <laughs> but we had a blast it was uh did he turn white no nah, he did fine he did okay. fine i took some pictures. i took some some uh before and after pictures i was kind of funny <laughs> but uh he did said man don't put that any? No, not really. He had uh, he had a first aid kit. We put some Neosporin on it and all that good stuff. But it wasn't as bad once you pull it out. You know, it always looks worse than it is. Oh, but yeah. The angles, just, uh, it just doesn't look right, man. No. Nah. You know, what's in the ear, like I've been hooked in the ear, you know, low with the ear whatnot. That's not a big deal. But this is kind of hooked in front of his ear in the side of his face, like right below oh, his sideburn. I don't like yeah. that. And it was pointing inward. It wasn't like it was easy to just pull it on through, you know what I mean? But anyway, but, uh, no, we caught, uh, caught some nice rainbows, nice browns. It was, it was a blast. We had a good, good time, but, uh, feels good to be home. Uh, ready to be back to work. Got quite a few trips on the books. You know, got home just in time for fishing season, I think. So, right. (laughs) Fishing season. Yeah. Right. But no, I learned a lot of new terminology up there. Like if somebody cuts you off, like you know you're right. drifting across those rapids and whatnot, and you're drifting pretty fast. And and uh, we had this one guy come in. There's a few people on the rivers, and we had this couple guys come in and and uh, put their anchor out in our downstream of us. And Taylor got mad at him. Said, "Man, those guys are low holing us. They're low holing us." Sounds and, like uh, Galveston. Yeah. So we need. That's what I'm gonna say when I get cut off here on the bay today. I'm gonna say you're low holing us. You're low holing me, man. Yeah, don't low hold me, brah. Don't low hold me, brah. And uh, but they they all talk like surfers up there. It's pretty crazy. But uh, and then we were fishing down in this one little area where there were some eddies, and then and uh, and and I was with Matt this one the other guy, and he said, man, don't 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 cast over there. That's frog water. Don't cast in that frog water. And frog water is, is water with no current. It's just stagnant okay. water. 
But anyway, learned a, and I learned a lot of stuff I can't talk about on the radio. Well, I I knew that that guide term, terminology. <laughs> a lot of it can't be repeated on a family program. <laughs> That's right. Maybe but a now, satellite man, show with <laughs> XM. <laughs> right. Yeah. Until you switch over to XM, we can't say any of that. But no, I fished the day before I left last week. I had David Carroll and Mike Silva, and it was I had a horrible day. That was a, a Saturday. Last Saturday it was dead calm right. and uh, high pressure, and we caught eleven trout. We only had four legal fish, and and uh, David and Mike caught all those. I didn't catch keeper. I caught three throwbacks. I lost a couple. It was horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible bite. And and we we weren't. We we're sitting on a skunk at like ten thirty. And David switched over this little bass assassin, uh, uh, albino ghost, I think is what it's called. It's a color I'd never heard of. Right. And a little sea shad. Man, he, he popped one, then he popped another one. And, and uh, finally, I switched over to it. And then I, I couldn't keep him on the hook. But our bite was, it was one little bitty bite window, man. It was just, yeah. it was a really tough day last Saturday. That's a tough day I've had in a while. But uh, we're getting in that time of year, though, man, where, uh, it's going to be back and forth for a few weeks. Yeah, wait till, till that spring to summer transition starts or no, winter for sure. to spring, whatever, you know, that yeah, April. Yeah, no. I, I, exactly. Some of the worst months I've ever seen has been April. I know, and everybody books, everybody wants to book March and April. And there's two yeah. of the, I shouldn't be saying this already, that's two of the worst months you could fish, but I'm thankful to God because we need the business, but. Uh, I've got a lot more wade trips coming up, and we'll, we'll do better wade fishing. I think. Well, I'll yeah, probably you be got to that time of year. That's you. You got. You're fighting all the elements. You got to. You got to wade. Yeah, and we'll be wading more. I'll, I'll be doing some more evening trips. You know, this time of year, I'll start doing a lot of. We'll meet at noon and fish till dark, type of thing. You know. So, right. I got you. With all all this little bitty stuff that's going to be hatching, these little glass minnows and little button shad and all that garbage, it's going to make it hard to catch them. Until oh, yeah. dusk, they'll be you know. foraging on that and hard to hit lures mm-hmm. and everything else. All right, buddy. oh yeah, well, I got to run already, Steve. If somebody wants to call you about getting with you, you got some openings this spring. You can work them in. Hey, I got a few. Okay, four zero nine four zero nine two five six seven nine three seven. All right, buddy. Well, Steve, have a good day. Catch him up, man. I'll talk to you down the road. All right, thanks, Mickey. Thank you, Steve. See you, buddy. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, right here at 4 a.m. Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 